Hosting for your tech life. Proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, episode number 200. Thank you for listening, wherever you are, right across Australia. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for however you are listening. Uh, YourTechLife.com is the website to go to to send me an email, get in touch, uh, because um, the whole point is to talk to you, help you with your technology questions, queries, problems, comments, and uh, see if I can um, help you out, put a spin on it, or um, get you the solution you need. Doesn't matter. YourTechLife.com. So uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for getting in touch to the hundreds of people who have done so over the years. And uh, look forward to another couple of hundred more, eh? Um, bit of fun each and every week. And uh, I'm enjoying having you along for the ride. Send me an email. Uh, send me a tweet at Trevor Long on Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Say good day. I, I just love getting emails from people who um, who listen occasionally or who listen regularly. doesn't matter. Uh, YourTechLife.com or on Twitter at Trevor Long. So a few things to talk about this week. Um... Uh, which we ran out of time last week when uh, Rosalind Kogan uh, phoned in. So uh, Foxtel Play, this is a this is a big deal for people who want access to Foxtel content, but either don't have Foxtel or um, or for any other reason can't get the the cable or the satellite into their home. Um, I think we should talk NBN a little bit, um, and I think we need to talk about the capture. Uh, those annoying things that you need to do on websites just to get to the next step. So. Um, well worth having a discussion about that and the, the plan and the, the petition to kill the capture and uh, whether or not that'll have any success in uh, in terms of a, a petition campaign. Uh, 600 people have signed it thus far. We'll see how many get to there. I'm going to talk health care or health insurance tonight. I mean, that's a bit surprising, isn't it? This is a technology show. Um, I'm going to talk to the general manager of a health insurance company and um, you'll have to wait and see why that's technology-related. But it's very interesting, and it could save you money. Um, so I thought I think the information you'll get and the research that they've found is um, is worth sharing. So we'll do that. Plus um, your calls. We're going to talk mobile phones and a whole stack of other things, and it's all here thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Systems, Garmin.com.au. So you know Foxtel Go has been around now for uh, six or seven months, and this is where if you're a Foxtel subscriber at home and you've got the cable or the satellite and you've got the box near your TV, um, you could you can download the Foxtel Go app onto your iPad, uh, then on your iPhone, because these, these apps came along as we went along. Uh, Android now available for Samsung devices, coming soon to all Android devices, and on your PC and your Mac. So, great, you can access... The, most of the channels you get, there's about 50 channels available. You can access them all on on the go, wherever you are. Well, now they've launched a thing called Foxtel Play. Now, Foxtel Play is a new subscription. So if you have no Foxtel, and I think think about share homes, I think about people who maybe can't invest in the um, in the contract terms. I think there's, there's, there's definitely a market for this. For 25 bucks you get a Foxtel Play subscription and you get one of four packages 
that you choose from, entertainment, drama, documentaries, or kids. You pick one of those four, and you get between five and seven channels for that 25 bucks per month. If you choose two of those base level packages, it becomes $35, $45 for three, and if you want all four of those, there's you know, probably 20-odd, nearly 30 channels, it's 50 bucks. Now, if you've committed to the 25, one of those $25 packages, let's say the documentaries package, so you've got Nat Geo, Nat Geo Adventure, Discovery, BBC Knowledge, History, Turbo Max, A&E, those kind of things, for another 25 bucks, you can either add sports or movies and premium drama showcase. So basically, for 50 bucks a month, you can get all the Fox Sports channels, ESPN, Speed, those kind of things, on the go, wherever you are, without having a Foxtel subscription at home. That's cheaper to watch NRL than it is to sign up to the NRL app. That, that to me, is the number one advantage. Uh, so that's a very interesting little, um, little proposition. I don't know how many people will take it up. I'm trying to still work out whether or not, um, whether or not it's it's absolute mass market. I don't think it is. I think it's um, there's no doubt it's a market, but I'd be keen to know from you whether you're a non Foxtel subscriber and whether or not this has struck you as something that may well interest you, that you may well get some benefit out of. Um, very interesting stuff and available now from Foxtel. Um, you can um, you can go to the website Foxtel Play. Uh, to check that one out. So just Google Foxtel Play, check it out, and see whether it appeals to you. Now, I went to a um, a luncheon last week where Malcolm Turnbull was the guest debatee. Uh, It was Alan Kohler uh, from the Business Spectator, I think is the publication magazine. Uh, And along with Malcolm Turnbull, they were going to have a conversation slash debate, whatever you say. And um, it was it was quite interesting, to be honest, because I I said at the end, I said uh, on Twitter, I said, Malcolm Turnbull possesses the reality distortion field that Steve Jobs once had. This was this idea that if you come within cooey of Steve Jobs talking, you, you basically got sucked into whatever he was saying and believed it and all that kind of thing. It's the, it's the same with Malcolm. I, I started to believe that his NBN was right. And you know my position is, I think once we've committed to this expenditure, fibre to the home is the way to go. Um, now, he's saying he's, he's moved on from VDSL, probably because Telstra bagged it, and he's now talking about G.fast and the fact that we can get one gig speeds over copper. Now, the limitation there is 100 metres. If you live more than 100 metres from the node, you're not going to get one gig speeds. Um, the limitations on you know the copper network are pretty pretty severe then you've got the high fiber cable network i've got cable in my home i'm getting 100 meg now now interestingly i learned from this conversation that the turnbull uh, abbott plan is basically to put a minimum speed at every home so 25 meg if you've got high fiber cable outside your house they're not going to roll the fiber to the node even because you've got the option of that minimum so the percentage of sydney that's covered by cable is essentially sucked up into the NBN. Now, whether or not they own the cable or not is another thing because they've got to do a contract with Telstra. They've got to completely re-go through the whole contract with Telstra and determine who owns what, who owns the copper, who owns the cable, who owns the the high-fibre cable. Oh, man, it's going to be unbelievable. But um, he made some really good points. However, and this 
I, I saw a message from Anthony Albanese on Twitter tonight suggesting they have a debate. Um, I put my hand up and said, I'll, I'll moderate it, broadcast it, and all those kind of things. But I, um, I just, I, w- I want to cut through the spin here of this $90 billion palaver that the coalition talk about. The, the, the government's NBN is costed at between 30 and $40 billion, and it's slow. The rollout's appalling. The rollout's behind. Um, and it probably is costing more, but we don't really know what it's going to cost. Now, that in itself is a problem, but the the, the caveats that Malcolm Turnbull puts on the Labor NBN could also be applied to his own, and therefore their cost might blow out. So the question is, who do you believe? It's a real problem. So um, interesting stuff happening with the NBN, and now, frankly, that the, 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 the polls have come so close that you know a Labor re-election is possible, this really does become an election issue. I said a few months ago that the NBN is not an election issue. It's dead and buried. It just happens to be a topic. But now it is. So perhaps now there are people who will vote one way just to influence the NBN outcome. Be very interested to know what you think. Very interested to know whether you think the NBN is an election issue for you. Um, and I'd love to see your emails on that. Or you can tweet me at Trevor Long. Uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. You can get in touch. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. And thanks for listening wherever you are, right across Australia, 1-800-157-157, or you can email me. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com. That's all you've got to do. Uh, question about technology, problem with technology, absolutely doesn't matter. Uh, yourtechlife.com. Let's go back to the phones. In fact, Skype. G'day, Michael. Yeah, g'day, mate. How you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Yeah, um, thanks, Trevor. I just wanted to um, talk to you about um, about phone plans. Um, I've got a an iPhone four. Yeah, so while I'm, I'm I'm I've had it for um, longer than my twenty four month contract. Yeah, yeah, because so iPhone four would be you know two and a half years old now. So yeah, yeah. So I've been I'm pretty sure that there's going to be an announcement um, in a couple of months' time of whatever the new phone is going to be. I'm, no I'm pretty doubt. happy with the iPhone, but I. I'm sort of thinking, you know, do I continue on another plan for another 24 months? Do I go for one of the prepaid options? Do I do? Are there other sort of deals out there? Um, a bit confused about what the what the best way to go is because I, I I keep reading to say that prepaid plans are are much much cheaper, mm. um, but there may be some um, differences in terms of you know what's available on the prepaid plans compared to a postpaid plan. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's the difficult thing that everyone's got. Really, <clears throat> it's not a it's not an unusual thing. Like the the problem here is um, really simply you've got to start with the handset. You have to start with the physical phone, right? Now you've got an iPhone four, but you sound like you want to get the next one. I mean, that's the first question: is um, do you want to get the new iPhone when it comes out? Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm pretty confident that in terms of um, the different types of smartphones, that I'm a, I'm an iPhone guy. Yeah, and that's fine. Now the the next question is. Um, are you, are you, are you in a position to buy the phone outright? And we're talking normally, you know, eight or $900, or do you need to be on a plan to pay off the phone? Um, yeah, look, look, it's certainly, it's, it's, it's great to be able to, you know, just pay an amount per month. But, um, you know, if I needed to find the cash to, to pay it up front, I think that would, and if it's going to be cheaper in the long run, I think that might be the greater go. Well, that, and that's, that's the kicker is essentially you've got two payments to make every month and most people bundle them together on a plan and you're paying for your mobile access and you're paying for the handset. 
Um, and you can believe all the guff about um, handset uh, credits and all this kind of stuff that goes on with the telcos. But in the end, you're paying an amount for the phone, you're paying an amount for the access. And if you break it down, uh, $999 phone randomly um, is, you know, 40 bucks a month over two years. Now, to get uh, a, um, a an iPhone brand new for on a two-year deal is probably going to, on zero dollars up front, you're probably going to need to be on an 80 or 90 dollar plan, right? So you, you've, you're currently spending 40 dollars a month on the iPhone, um, you know, in, in, in random terms, if you're to uh, sp- spread it across the two years. So there's another 50 bucks to be on a plan with, with one of the telcos, but for 40 bucks, you you can be in, on one of the low cost carriers and make your own decision. So you could be on Boost for forty bucks and get unlimited calls, unlimited texts, and I think it's three or four gig of data. You could be on a Maysim for thirty nine. Um, Kogan's put their prices up to thirty nine dollars, um, but still an, an unbelievable deal considering what it is. So for forty bucks, you can get uh, all all the all the juice you're going to need. So you you end up paying eighty bucks a month, eighty two dollars a month, or maybe eighty one dollars a month, uh, and over the course of the two years, you, you've paid eighty bucks a month, and hopefully that's less than the overall contract price if you signed up with a telco. And, and I guess Trevor, the thing that I was thinking, and I, and I thought of that, except that when, see, when I um, signed up for my phone three years ago, I didn't get the unlimited plan. I got a very limited plan, which mm. for my needs, I'm not, a, I don't make many calls. I don't. Yep. You know, and and the amount of data that I've used, I've never gone over. Yep. Uh, in fact, I've just just been a small amount. So yeah. it's been probably half the price that you that other people probably would have spent. Yep. So so in that context, I suppose you know, going from a a limited plan where I haven't been using that much to an unlimited plan, there's where no benefit. You're you're paying. You're actually you're actually in in the red there because you're paying more than you need in that case. Which is which you're making a valid point. Uh, the 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 plan, the 24 month plan options with all the big carriers. If you can find the one in the sweet spot, you know the one with the right number of minutes and the right amount of data, so that you just you're literally not paying more. Because this is the thing about cap plans, right? A cap plan is essentially you paying too much every month for what you need, unless. If let's say you're on a 400 minutes per month, um, 100 texts per month, and 1.5 gig of data, if you spend 400 minutes on the phone, send 100 texts, and use 1.5 gig of data, you have got the best value anyone in the world could have gotten. But if you spend half a, half a gig less, you know, 500 minutes less, then you're literally paying too much. So it's this massive balancing act between you know, paying too much or paying too much as you go. And you've just got to find that sweet spot. Now, unfortunately, you do need to shop around to find it. But if you lock into a contract, you don't have that option. Yeah. I, I guess the other thing I was thinking, Trevor, is is when I looked at some of these prepay deals, like the, the Boost and and the Aldi deal, yep. um, I noticed that, that they, they make a, a point on some of these websites to say that they don't have the the nano sim available and they also make a point of saying that they don't support 4g they only support 3g definitely um, and, and none of the low-cost carriers will give you 4g you can if, if 4g is important to you then you start you, you rule out all the low-cost guys from day one 
It's and I guess I don't know if it's important to me or not because I've never had 4G before and I don't even know if it's available in my area. But I, but from what I read, it sort of suggests that 4G is just this wonderful thing. Well, the bottom line is it's faster. So if you do, let's say you're on your iPhone, you get an email and there's a photo attached and, you know, you click the photo and it takes, you know, five minutes to download. Well, clearly with 4G, it's a whole stack faster. But it's really a matter of going, do I need it? And, mate, I went, 4G's been out for a year and a half on Telstra. I only just got 4G because I, I don't need it. Honestly, I don't need it. I I check Twitter. I check Facebook. I send emails. I really don't do a lot of stuff on my phone that needs super fast internet. Okay, so, you, what, so what you're saying is you don't really think it's really that... It's, it's just a bit of hype. For me, it's not a deal breaker. It really isn't. Uh, unless you have a... If you can't tell me why you need 4G, pretty sure you don't need 4G. Whereas if you said to me, oh, look, I tether my, my iPad, I tether my computer, and, uh, and we, we, you know, we use it at home because we download movies, or, you know, or I need to be able to send emails much quicker or you know, with photos attached and this kind of thing, if you could list for me things that you needed 4G for, I'd say, mate, stick with 4G and you need to get on a plan. But... If you don't, if you don't know you need it, then perhaps you. But here's the problem: if you say right now you don't need it, and you sign up for two years, um, well, well, you're in a, you've got a problem. Yeah. But remember this also: you can own your handset, and then you can go to one of the telcos, and you can sign up for two years. So you could buy the handset today, or when it comes out, and you could go uh, one month on Kogan, one month on an Amazim. Uh, and then you could go to, to Virgin or Vodafone and uh, and sign up for a month on theirs. You can swap around, mate, because you change your phone number in a day. It takes a couple of hours. It's 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 absolutely instant, and and you can actually find the carrier, find the plan that works for you, discover whether four G, you know, go, go to Vodafone's or, or Telstra, sign up for a a non plan postpaid four G. So you get the four G, you've got the handset, and see whether you care, see whether you notice. Owning the handset allows you to shop around while you're using the phone. Whereas if you don't own the handset, you, you have to find someone who can give you the handset and you're locked in. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's certainly, that, that's, that's right. I mean, and the other thing I was thinking about is that, um, you know, next, let's say the next iPhone will be a year away, let's say, hypothetically. Well, yeah. it means that, you know, just for the sake of buying another phone and, and selling the one that I've got, I could, um, I could conceivably change... Correct. You find each time it comes out. You've nailed it. See now, if you if you're smart and you keep the box, you keep the, you, the all the stuff that goes in it, then you put it on eBay, and a year later, the thing's still worth four hundred bucks, probably. Yeah. Right. The, an iPhone four will sell on eBay for a couple hundred bucks now, and if you've got the box and everything, it's just a much better looking deal, um, and and it's unlocked because you buy it outright from Apple, it's not locked to any carrier, so you can sell it all you like. Just reset it, you know, and wipe it, and you're done. So you're right, in, in 12 months when there will be another iPhone, uh, you can get it. And, you know, people love having the new stuff, and, and while ever you love getting the new stuff, I guarantee you there's someone else who would love to have the new stuff but can't afford it and would be happy with last year's one. So in your opinion, Trevor, is there a downside to being on a prepay plan? Only, only the, the the best plan to be on is a May Sims pay as you go. It's like nine cents a minute, nine cents a text, and whatever. But that's only if you're a low user, so you don't make a lot of calls because then you literally manage by the call your plan, your your payments. However, being on you know Kogan, a May Sim, uh, Aldi, or, or or Red Bull, well Red Bull's dead, but uh, Boost is what I was thinking of. Bottom line, you know, even though you're, you're paying uh, thirty nine or forty dollars for 
unlimited. Yeah, unless uh, you know, thirty nine bucks is not a lot of money to spend every month on your mobile plan. What are you spending now, for example? Um, well, at the moment, I'm out of contract, and I'm paying about twenty three bucks a month. See, you, and and what what are you what are you getting? What are you allowed to do with that twenty three bucks a month? I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it's um, I think I've got um, a gig of data and. I can't remember how many calls I've got, but I don't. I don't make many calls. So and and mate, I'm I'm on a forty five dollar a month plan. I think it is with Vodafone postpaid, but without the without the handset. And I think I get one point five gig and seven hundred minutes or dollars worth of um, um, calls and stuff. There's no way I'm using that either. So, you know, the pre. I I don't know that you need to go prepaid, but you can certainly go what they call a um. SIM only. So Vodafone call it a SIM only plan, and you're essentially getting a plan. So for example, I'll just pick one out. SIM only, twenty dollars. You get two hundred dollars worth of value and two hundred meg of data. Um, for thirty five dollars a month, you get five hundred dollars worth of value and one gig of data. So you you just got to find the sweet spot essentially. Sure. Um, the other thing I was curious about, Trevor, is um, when I, I I used to be with Optus and I I, I had problems with their with their network coverage. And I changed to Vodafone, and I've been very happy with them. Mm. Um, one of the things that was pointed out to me is some of the features of the iPhone seem to be only available with Vodafone. For example, visual um, voice the, the visual voicemail, mm. um, and also, for example, the, um, the hotspot tethering. Because um, I've seen, I, I had a mate who was on with um, Optus, and he didn't have, seem to have the same options on his iPhone. Are you aware of that? Is that a, a common issue? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all do hotspotting. I know visual voicemail is a bugbear for some people on other carriers, but I'm pretty sure they all allow hotspotting. It's sometimes it's the plan you're on, so they actually disable on different plans. But I've not heard a lot of complaints about hotspotting on other carriers, mate. To be honest, um, but again, you're happy with Vodafone. Let's run with it. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, that the the um, the media coverage of Vodafone is terrible. I mean, there's complaints about Vodafone every day. Yeah, uh, and I've been pretty happy with them. I'm the same. You know what? I was with Red Bull for about a year, and Red Bull used the Vodafone network. You know what? I did have areas where I got dropouts. Uh, I did have slow data periods. You know, it's not the end of the world. I'm not delivering, you know, a heart for for transplant here. I'm I'm talking to my family, so it's not the end of the world for me. And I've just moved to Vodafone directly because because Red Bull's shutting down, and it, and I'm on a 4G now. It's it's I'm. I'm pretty happy with it. I've got to be honest. And as I've said before, they're, they're the fastest. They've got the fastest speeds if you really are into that 4G. But, yeah, I, I, they're over the hump. Trust me, the, the Vodafone, Vodafail stuff, it's gone. It's over the hump. They're, they're just another network now, and they're, they're battling for business. That's where they are. So, look, I think the bottom line is, mate, my, my main advice to you is try and buy the phone outright because you'll benefit from that, and then shop around. Switch carriers as much as you like because you can do it, and you can do it whenever you want. And in your case, you found that going with Vodafone directly was the for you the best deal. No, no. To be honest, no. Um, I, I to be very upfront, I moved to Vodafone because they were going to give me early access to the four G network, and I was trialing it. That's what I do. I trial stuff, and I needed to be on the Vodafone. See, this is how it works with tech journals, right? They'll send you a SIM card and a phone to play with, uh, but the SIM card's not mine. It's not my phone number. It's how can I test something that's not mine? So I said to them, I'll switch to your network. Um, if you put me on the 4G trial. And so I just switched to their network. That's the only reason I'm with Vodafone right now is so I could trial their 4G. But tomorrow, I can go to whoever I want, whenever I want. But to be honest, I just haven't bothered looking at my usage. And that's something I'll do as I advise everyone else. I need to look at my usage, find the right plan for me, and I, I don't care which carrier I'm with, to be honest. Right. 
And you, you're an iPhone user as well, Trevor? Yeah, iPhone 5 through and through. I've tried them all. I love them all. But, you know, I always come back to the iPhone because we have five people in the house. There's uh, multiple iOS devices in this house. And having an iTunes account across all of them means we can buy an app once and everyone gets to use it. Okay. Cool. All right. Good luck, man. It sounds like you've got a bit of decision to make, but uh, I think you'll buy the phone and you'll shop around, and I look forward to hearing from you in the future to find out what you t- decided to do. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. I think we should celebrate 200 episodes by talking about golf uh, and Garmin's golf product, the Approach G3. Now, this is a, a $249 RRP uh, priced unit. Uh, but this is the this is the way to give your game a boost of confidence. The Approach G3 from Garmin is a rugged, waterproof touchscreen golf device packed with thousands of preloaded golf course maps. The Approach uses high sensitivity GPS to measure individual shot distances and show you exact yardage to fairways, hazards, greens, whatever you like. Um, it's your ideal partner if you prefer to walk the course, um, but doesn't matter how you get around. It lightens the load of um, working out where you are and how far to go. Uh, the approach displays and updates your exact position on a beautifully detailed preloaded course maps across Australia um, and pinpoints you right down to the to the yardage and um, get, removes all the guesswork from the game. So um, you, tree line coverage is in most courses. You can touch the target. It's unbelievable what you can do with this device and what's packed into it for just $249. You can check it out now. The Approach G3 um, is a handheld GPS unit for golf. And it's available to check out on the Garmin website, garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thanks for listening. 1-800-157-157 if you want to get in touch. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, or anything about technology in your life, uh, that's the number to call you. You can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Now, I love a good piece of research. You know that well. And uh, there is a nice little survey been released um, by insurance company AHM. Um, which talks about the average Aussie wasting nearly $1,600 a year on products and services they don't use. And I've got to tell you, technology's right up the top of that list. And uh, joining me to chat about that is General Manager of AHM and Medibank, Chris Carroll. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Good, Trent. How are you? Mate, pretty well. This is a good one because I think about this now and then. I think, you know, we just kind of blase hand out money now for subscriptions to this, that, and the other. I was talking on the radio today about Spotify and these streaming music services where you might spend 10 or $15 a month, and it doesn't feel like a lot, but it's, hang on a minute, adding it up, it starts to really, really make a difference. And you've got you've got a list of things where, where that wastage is happening and, and technology is right in there. Yeah, it is. It was a really interesting topic for us at AHM. We're really keen to try and maximise people's opportunity when it comes to using their health insurance products. And we just had this sense of an emerging population that was spending money on things they weren't using, and that represented, you know, wastage for us. And so some of the items that rolled up to nearly $20 billion annually mm. were things like mobile phone plans, uh, gym memberships was one, mm. um, uh, pay TV subscriptions. It's just a, there's a list of these things that we thought were really quite relatable, but represented, you know, as I say, a little bit of wastage in people's lives. 
And, and when you think about something, uh, and there's there's deeper analysis to be done there at a household by household level, obviously, which you and I can't even get into. But when you think about the mobile phone contract, and I talk about this a lot, you know, people just sign up, and uh, you know, sixty five dollars a month seems like the right amount. It seems like the right number of calls. But if you actually sat down and went, hang on a minute, split that up, and how much of that do I need? Um, I did this recently with my pay TV. I, I got rid of the, the extra box that we have because it's in a, it's in storage while we move house. Just looking at the little tiny bits of wastage and how that applies to, um, to your budget because obviously where this links in for you is, is the cost of things like health insurance aren't actually that great when you sit down and, and think about that spent, that money that you're spending on other areas and how you could potentially reallocate it in your, in your budget. Absolutely. And so you, you touched on something quite interesting, which was, you know, you stopped and had a real think about it. A lot of people just don't think about no. it. And so they'll go in and, and buy these plans um, and just roll forward. That's only at some type of, you know, things get tough potentially, but people sort of do a, a self-audit. We, we, we fact, find that there's this emerging population of people who are becoming really savvy and they're using certainly online technology to help build greater transparency in their purchasing decisions. And, mm. you know, this emerging community we think is going to be really attracted to this AHM health insurance product, which tries to roll together all the, all the extras limits to give people an opportunity to spend it where they want it, mm. uh, as opposed to some other programs where there's some, I guess, some money left on the table. And I look at... Um and to be honest, health insurance, pretty bland topic, uh, you've got to admit. But uh, I think about it, it's not a, not a regular conversation in our household. We've got three kids. We've, we've been through it. We, we had health insurance when, um, we were, we were having the kids and then we switched once we'd had the kids because you've got to take pregnancy out and all those different things. And uh, I look at the way you split your product up and you've got, you know, little icons for the different uh, types of cover. I wonder though, you know, to put it back on you in terms of the way people are, are spending or wasting money, do you, do you give, an easy option for people to switch between the types of coverage because that is, that's what you want. You want, as a user, you want to know that you can switch from standard to light um, because you don't need the you know heart cover or whatever it might be once you realise that um, that you don't need it or whatever it might be. Is that an easy thing to do within your business? Yeah, it is, Trevor. In fact, we really relish the opportunity to speak to people about their cover because, as you described so well, people's life stage changes. Mm. And there are times when it's incredibly important because I need it because we're going to plan a family. Mm. And there are times when I need it for other reasons, which is, you know, just a peace of mind, or as I get older, I need to ensure that I've got hip replacement, but I certainly don't need obstetrics. Mm. We always welcome the opportunity to speak to people because the thing that we don't want, we don't want people to buy it and leave it on the shelf because mm. when they leave it on the shelf, it's not useful to them, and when it's not useful to them, we don't think it's giving any value. And that's, we're not in that game. I um I just think it's a good example of picking up the phone and having that conversation. I remember another example I'll give uh, is my internet at home. I've got Big Pond Cable, and I was paying, let's just call it $110 a month with the bundle and all that kind of jazz. And I said, apparently there's a, I rang them up, and I said, apparently there's a faster speed. I want it. And they said, well, it's going to cost you X dollars. And then, then I said to them, but how much do I use? And, and, they, and it turned out I was getting 500 gigabytes of data a month, and I was only using 150. And so I could actually reduce that, get the higher speed, and still save money. And I think that's the conversation I want to encourage people to have with their mobile phone company, with their internet company, with their TV subscription, with all those different people, and in your case, with healthcare and gym membership, whatever it might be, because... Picking up the phone and saying, you know, I'm a customer of yours. What do I use? What do I need? 
and am I on the right plan is the most important message for, for any consumer, whether it's technology or otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, And a conversation like that doesn't cost you much. No. But, but, but you can guarantee if you look across all of those, those items that you described, you could make some significant savings. And certainly in health insurance, you want to get the right level of cover. You don't, you don't want to be overinsured, but you don't want to be underinsured. You want to get that plan that actually suits your lifestyle. And the flexibility within that plan is certainly in our category paramount. And I think you could actually take that insight across all technology. Mm. Well, I, my listeners are probably sick of hearing me bang on, it, bang on about it, but I think enough of them have converted and, and done the right thing. Your research showed, and this is the number that sticks out at me, 44% of mobile contracts have wastage in them, and that's something like $3.7 billion worth of phone contracts. And if, if just those people took the time to go, do I need a contract? Am I on the right size plan? Can I spend less? Do I need to get a phone? All those different things. The money you save might, it might go into your pocket. It might buy an extra coffee. It might also you know, save you up for a Christmas present or it might be allocated to something that you want to do, like a gym membership or changing your health cover. It's just, it's just about analysing your monthly spend and, and doing that. So it's, it's a good piece of research. I like it. Um, it. It's a strange thing for me to be talking about healthcare, but I'm not. I'm talking about the, the wastage that happens in our society, and I'm sure you were, um, you were quite shocked when you saw the research first come in, weren't you, yeah. mate? Absolutely. It was a big number and we wanted to share it, and it's, and it's interesting, I mean, the other cut over into technology is, is that the ability for people like yourself and others like yourself to do compare and you know, comparison stuff across mm. different providers is, is easier now than it's ever been. And when you sort of intersect that with the emergence of social community, where people are talking about, hey, listen, I made this call I was able to save, mm. and how that, what used to be a one-to-one conversation is now on a many. broader platform, mm. and, you know, you're on on posts that are reaching hundreds of thousands of people, well, that then just, again, just accelerates this movement towards, listen, I think there's a saving out there and I want to be a part of it. Great advice for any piece of money that's leaving your bank account. Pick up the phone, have the conversation. It's only costing you your time. So uh, good stuff. Uh, Chris Carroll uh, from AHM, uh, thank you for the chat, mate. Good stuff. Pleasure, Trevor. Thanks for that. And you can get in touch yourself. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can phone up on 1-800-157-157. And thank you for listening. YourTechLife.com, the place to go to get in touch. You can send me an email, I'll get you on the show, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Any problems or questions or thoughts about technology, uh, send me an email. That's all you've got to do. Uh, let's go back to the phones. G'day, Tracy. Hi, Trevor. How are you? How's beautiful Tasmania? It's cold. Oh, I can imagine that. But it's still yes. beautiful, yeah? Oh, yes, absolutely beautiful. Very wet, very cold, mm. but very pretty. I want to go there. I just, I just haven't. It's, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's kids yeah, now. Well, it's How am I going to go other places? <laughs> Probably is, but I, but it's the it's the drive that I want to do. I want to drive down. We're going to go across, across on the boat, and I want to drive around Tasmania because it feels like I could get around it in about an hour. No, actually, actually, <laughs> from from where I am, it's about three hours to Hobart. Oh Lord, who knew it was so big? But it's it's really compared to Sydney, it's nothing. <laughs> but we're not talking travel. We're talking tech. What can I do for you? Well, I, I was curious about Chrome, the um, as, as in Chrome. Google the, Chrome. Uh, yes, Google Chrome. The, the browser. browser. Mm-hmm. I've, I've used it for a number of years and it's oh. had no problem, but recently my the power cord for my laptop killed itself and I took it in to get it repaired and they said, oh my, or to get a new cord, and they mm. said, oh my Lord, you use Chrome, Chrome has viruses, Chrome has what? evil, Chrome is terrible. 
you must use Internet Explorer or oh my Lord. Firefox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because that is the complete opposite of any advice I would normally give. Uh, now, I, you know, Internet Explorer doesn't have viruses, but Internet Explorer is a piece of software that runs on so many computers that it is the most likely target for viruses. It's the most likely target for vulnerabilities to be found. So mm-hmm. the the very nature of Chrome is that it's a really lightweight. Um, it's very easy to install. All the different tabs run independently of each other. So if one dies, you can keep going. There's a lot of benefits uh, to Chrome if you keep it. Frankly, if you keep it in its stock form, you can. It's like anything with Firefox and Internet Explorer. You can add all of that bloatware or basic crap. You know the ones that give you recommendations and they put a new bar across the top and all that kind of jazz. That stuff's bad. It's bad in any browser, but Chrome by default is brilliant. Okay, yeah, because well, I've never had a problem with it, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't like Internet Explorer; it's too slow. Hmm. And um, so I've used Chrome and have my little tabs and have all my bookmarks and everything. And I, I, they said that a lot of the particular place said that a lot of people that they've had problems with their computers because of sort of nastiness in Chrome, and I'd never heard such a thing. Uh, I, and, and you're the guru, so I thought I'd check. I challenge them to substantiate that claim, and I'll take okay. their call any day. But <laughs> I I recommend switching away from Internet Explorer a lot more than I recommend any other software change on a person's computer because oh, so often people ring me on the radio or here on the podcast talking about, um, you know, I've got this thing with the Internet, and I'm like, well, the first thing you should try is a different browser you know, whether it's Firefox or Chrome. And I don't know why, but I always kind of end up back at Chrome. Um, a couple of reasons, actually. One is because I do live in the Google world, so all of my mail and, and things are there. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a good integration for me. Uh, I use my, my, my Google account login in a lot of places, but it doesn't stop me doing those same things on Firefox. I just find it to be quicker and, and a little bit more dynamic for me. I I recommend you do your best to uninstall the others and and have Chrome running and the but as I said keep it fresh keep it clean and don't add a lot of other stuff to it what they call extensions in Chrome try not to add too many of them. Okay, terrific. Thank you very much for your help. No worries at all. Well, I um I don't want to you know speak ill of your computer people. I'm sure they do a great job, but um you tell them that um, you'll be doing what you like to do. And if it causes you more problems, well, hey, you'll be back to deal with them again because you'll be giving them your money, won't you? But uh, for now, stick with Chrome. They, they did point out that, of course, you know, if I wanted to choose Chrome, I was free, free to do so. They just didn't recommend it. Yeah. And I thanked them and just sort of wondered, well, it's been terrific for about three years now. Why would I? Mm. Right. Why would it change? When the power cord died, it wasn't like any, there was a virus. I have virus software. But, no, thank you very much for your help. Well, you did the right thing. Your intuition was correct, and uh, all I'm here to do is validate that intuition. So well done, Trace. And uh, enjoy how things go with your computer from now on. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks very much, Trevor. Bye. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, thank you very much uh, for listening. And uh, wrap up the show now. But it's a really interesting topic to talk about. And the um, this has come today from the Australian Communications Consumer Action Network, ACAN. Uh, and they're taking action on behalf of groups such as Blind Citizens Australia, Media Access Australia, Able Australia, all these kind of groups who look at accessibility of the internet. Um, we talked about this recently with a few other things, but what have you have you ever tried to fill in a form on a website? 
maybe just to send an email to someone or sign up for something and you've been presented with some, some really stupidly placed words that are really hard to read but you need to type the words. It's called CAPTCHA, C-A-P-T-C-H-A. And essentially, it's a way of proving that you're a human being. They put them there so that they know that you're real, that, that it's really a real person sending that, that message or that form or that submission. Uh, you need to fill them in to sign up for an email account or whatever it might be. Uh, the reason being that scammers and spammers and criminals um, basically found that all these open forms, they could set up quick and free Gmail accounts, they could send emails to people via their websites, and it was very easy to, to basically inundate the internet with these things. So you put these captures in the way and you, you block out spammers and scammers. Problem is, if you're if you have vision issues, you're blind, uh, you're using a screen reader, and I know some of our listeners are, um, that they're completely useless to you. And yes, there's an audio button, but they're not made very easy to use. So the um, ACAN are putting forward the idea that this this has to change, and um, what they've done is they've started a petition. Now, you're probably best just to search for Kill Capture, C-A-P-T-C-H-A, Kill Capture, or ACAN Change Petition on the internet, because it's at change.org they've set up this petition. Uh, and they, they need 10,000 you know, people to sign up to the petition before they can really take it anywhere. Um, and there's currently only been 686. This started only a couple of days ago. But look, let, let's, get, let's get behind it. Now, my problem is I've got some captures on my websites, because they, they stop spam. Um, and I need to find another way of doing it. And there are ways, but it does take time. And for me, I do it myself, so it won't be a problem. But for some, it requires actually investing, putting money into your website, your web developer, whoever it might be, to get them to change this thing. But I guess this is about awareness in the end. And it's about getting people to understand that those things are, are a bit annoying. And especially, especially annoying. And in fact, restrictive to um, the many, many Australians. And, and people around the world who are affected by uh, vision impairment. Now, one of the things to remember is that, frankly, vision impairment is causing problems across the whole internet. You know, if your website is not um, accessible um, to screen readers and things, then it's, your captures are the least you worry. But I guess we're looking for lowest hanging fruits here. So I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it will be a struggle to get 10,000 signatures, but um, perhaps... Perhaps they'll have some success. So check it out, uh, change.org, and uh, search for ACAN or Kill the Capture and see whether we can, um, we can get some change happening in, uh, in, that, in that place. Uh, a quick thank you to Irk and Daniel and Jeff and Jason and, and Matthew, a few other people who've uh, just, while I, while I was recording, I tweeted a, you know, 200th episode, you know, tweet. A couple of great um, thank yous and congrats there, so I appreciate that. And just to wrap it up, something I don't think I got time to talk about last week, but if I did, well, I'm going to tell you again. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Um, it was the urine test. It's a very inappropriate thing to be talking about. We talked about it on the grill team, though, and the idea that in Singapore, and it's a marketing company that have done it, at a pub, you get when you hand your keys in to park your car, you get a tag. And to get your, get your keys back, you, you need to prove your sobriety. And it does that by literally doing a urine test on the fly in the bathroom. And if you fail that urine test on the fly, it actually it actually twigs with your your card, your your pin number, whatever you want to call it, in in your pocket. Um, that that special tag that gives you your car back. And when you go and swipe it to get your cars back, 
your keys back. But bomb, no keys. Great idea. Check out the video online. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and thank you for 200 episodes of Your Tech Life. Um, it's great to have your company. Get in touch. One eight hundred one five seven one five seven or yourtechlife.com. dot <laughs>